very much about life and death, about the everyday life, the beauty of the banal, the drama. Welcome to The Love of Art, the Periton podcast. Here, artists speak about other artists that fascinate them. Musicians, writers, filmmakers, actors, designers, in a very personal way. We believe that art belongs to everyone. As French sociologist Pierre Bourdieu wrote in L'Amour de l'Art, culture is not a privilege bestowed by nature. If everyone had the means to obtain it, it would belong to everyone. Since 1995, Michael M. Green and Ingar Dragset have worked together as the artist duo Elm Green and Dragset. They work in the fields of sculpture, performance, and large-scale installations, pushing against normal modes of displaying art. Their work often draws attention to the institutions that host them and their attendant politics. In this episode, they talk about Danish painter Wilhelm Hammershoi. Enjoy! I grew up in Denmark, and we also met in Denmark because Inka came from Norway, but he came to Denmark to study theater. And at that time, I had just started doing art, but I did art by a coincidence, because before I wrote poetry, but as you know, poetry books are not selling a lot. I didn't know much about visual arts at that time, but I knew a small Kunsthalle close to the major department store in Copenhagen, and I went in and said, can I show my poems? I'm not an artist. I didn't know it doesn't work like that in the visual arts. But they said, no, you can't, but we can have your phone number, and then maybe one day we will come back to you. And one month later, they called me and they had a cancellation and said, can you come and show these texts? And of course, it was people from the visual arts that came to that place and not people from literature. So I started getting weird invitations to be in group shows with students from the academy and so on. So it was quite just one step took the other step. I grew up in Trondheim in Norway, and in that city, we didn't have any art institutions at that time. Even though I sort of have a secret dream maybe of becoming an artist in my life, I never thought that, you know, this could be a reality, because I didn't know artists, nobody had worked in arts in my family. We didn't see much art when we grew up. And uh, theater was much more accessible, you know. There was school theater, amateur theaters, and so on. And I also studied um, theater history in the university for a couple of years. Came to Copenhagen, I had to study in a school that was called the Comedia School. So it was really focused on humor in many senses. And as I finished that school, yes, I met uh, Mikael and that was a pretty unartistic meeting to start with. It was in a club called After Dark. So it was on the dance floor. We realized we lived in the same part of Copenhagen and walked home that night together. I realized it was even in the same building we were living. And that was the beginning of uh, yeah, almost 30 year collaboration now. 
In the beginning, it was mostly performance work we were doing, which was sort of the meeting point between my theater performance background and Mikael's poetry and art installation background. Maybe because we don't come from art educational backgrounds, to some degree more inspired by films, by literature, philosophy, architecture, than contemporary art. But one of the positions, art positions, that have been following us as an inspiration over the years from early on is the Danish 19th century painter, interior painter, Wilhelm Hammershoi. He has these grey tone, very bleak, very melancholic interior paintings that we have used when we have done many of our bigger installations as a kind of mental image for us, as an inspiration that has been with us. He has these figures in the rooms, often his wife, always sitting so you can't see the face. If you see the exhibition that we have in Galerie Pyotrang in Paris right now, you will also see that we often obscure the gaze of our sculptures so you don't meet their eyes. It's very much the way that Hammersoy let the room speak that speaks to us. You know, often we do installations where interiors are telling a whole story. And that's also what we feel with Hammersoy. They're so incredibly packed with content in many ways, little stories, even though there's not much to see. You know, he doesn't use much detail. Um, there's not much color, still sense this interior world that is very effective. We see them as presence, like very kind of intimidating, closed swears where you are almost suffocating and you would like to break out. You see the daylight coming in from the windows and trying to drag you out of this very still life. So that's our personal reading. And we did a show in the National Gallery in Copenhagen some years ago where we showed works by ourselves and by other artists, contemporary artists, uh, take on Hammershoi or things that would correspond to Hammershoi in a, in a logic way. And that was all built up on the idea of the home as something you would like to leave. And the great thing is that the National Museum of Denmark let us take the frames of the Hammersoy paintings. And there we discovered something very interesting, that he actually cropped his painting by folding them around the frame. So he painted larger pictures than what you actually see. So they looked incredibly modern when you saw them like that on the wall, unprotected. There's a good collection of his paintings in the National Gallery in, in Copenhagen, but he was not considered prime figure in art history before in recent years when suddenly people discovered this very silent, quiet beauty of his paintings. He was actually considered a quiet bourgeois artist, mostly bought by private collectors and then later given to the institution. 
but not one of the usual suspects, the darlings in the art scene. Actually, one doesn't know so much about what uh, Hammerstein was thinking because he was a man of very, very few words. So uh, he didn't tell much about his practice. And he was a bit of a recluse. He stayed very much in his apartment painting in Copenhagen. He did travel the world. He did, you know, obviously Paris and other big cities. But he wasn't communicating a lot about what he was doing. You know, the, the paintings where you basically see the space empty and the doors sometimes closed, sometimes open, are the most inspiring to us. And there are quite a few of them, always painted from the same apartment in um, Copenhagen. For people who know our artistic production, they will know that we throughout the years have used the door as an object very often. Uh, doors that are impossible to open, works that discuss accessibility or about denials, being exclusive. We have done VIP doors, we have done doors with door handle and hinges on each side of the door. We have done doors that are interconnected with a long safety chain. And even in our exhibition in Pompidou Metz, We have a, an office room where we have a lot of doors that you cannot use. Hammersoy's fascination with the banality of everyday life, little scenes in everyday life, is inspiring to us as well. In our current exhibition at uh, Perrotin, called David and Other Sculptures, it's very much about that little things that happen in everyday life that can be of huge uh, importance for your life overall. And we want to celebrate these moments somehow. We hope you enjoyed this discussion with Elmgreen and Dragset on Wilhelm Hammerscheu. Please subscribe to our podcast channel and follow us on social media at Periton so you won't miss any episodes or news. See you soon with more artists on The Love of Art.